Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to Know That Episode. I'm Victoria. And I'm Trev. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 4 of Sex and the City, titled They Shoot Single People, Don't They? Which aired on June 27th, 1999. I love this episode so much. So this is one of your picks for top favorite. Yes. And like, I feel like it's pretty obvious why. There's some iconic guest stars of people yes. who like, weren't famous yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also just like, the single and fabulous New Yorker cover is synonymous with Sex in the City. Yeah, it's it is. one of those things that, like, when you talk to someone about Sex in the City, that's one of the first things that flashes in their mind. It's one of those things that if somebody were to make like a sticker pack and sell it on Etsy, yeah, it, that would be one. There of are those so many things that are yeah, like we are so over. We need a new word for over the post-it, yeah. the New Yorker the cover, the New Yorker a cover. pack of Marlboro Lights. A Cosmopolitan. A Cosmo. Like, the MacBook. Like, there are so many things. Yeah. Like, a pair of Manolo Blahniks. Yeah. Like, there are things that are so core to the show, and this is it. And also, this is, this episode is just so fucking funny. This episode is very funny. I would say, like, it's just, like, it. I think I have a note in here where it's all of the brunch scenes are just jokes, 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 jokes. There's no... Especially when you're dealing with an episode where Carrie's, like, kind of going through it emotionally. <laughs> like, she's yeah. sad. She's kind of bummed out the whole the whole time. I feel bad for her in this episode, but at the same time, like, I have to say something. This might be controversial, but, like, I've never... Like, personally, I find Carrie to be gorgeous. Yes. I, I do. I, I think that she has sex appeal. She's a very sexy person. But when you get into, like... The actual, like, definition or, like, the actual, like, image of, like, the 90s, like, gorgeous. She was all not around. the beauty standard. I don't think she was. No, and I don't so think so the, either. Like, we find her attractive and we, she has, like, a star quality that's, like, undeniable. Yeah. She's and I not... think that's part of, a huge part of why I find her attractive. She just has that it girl quality. But I just don't find her to be conventionally attractive. No, a lot of people I, don't think that Sarah Jessica Parker is attractive. I think Sarah Jessica Parker is beautiful, and I think the fa- I think she's and this is this is something that people say is like a read sometimes, or it can feel like a read. She's beautiful because she she just has such unique features, mm. like her hair, her nose, the shape of her face. It's so it is an unconventional beauty. And then I think piled on top of just kind of the star quality, it girl nature she has, like you mentioned. It's just like, it's a match made in heaven. She wears the clothes, the clothes don't wear her. Exactly. That, you can, that can't be said for everybody. That can't be taught. Like, she may not look like a fucking supermodel of the 90s, like Linda Evangelista and the Naomi Campbells and like all of that. Like, obviously she's not this statuesque beauty. Yeah. But she, the way she carries herself... No, pun not intended is so elegant and so but i think it's also like she feels like a girl you could meet at a bar right okay that's what i think she's it is. very she's, real 
She's very real. She's very, like, there's almost a crassness to Carrie. Like, I feel like most of the supermodels are probably the same way of, like, yeah. they're going to do kind of, like, they're going to do stuff that isn't necessarily prim and proper, like Charlotte. I would put Charlotte at the opposite end of Carrie as far as, like, the beauty spectrum. I noticed it more in the in these two episodes that we watched. I agree. Um, than I have in the past uh, three episodes that we've watched. I agree. Like, it's Charlotte, Charlotte is gore. She's, like... She's, like, classic Hollywood beauty. Yeah. She's, she has she, a button nose, gorgeous brown eyes, perfect pin straight hair. She's very she, much in the, like, Audrey Hepburn's, like, Grace Kelly's of it all. She's so prim, her hair pulled back. She's always, it's always, she's so well uh, manicured. Yes, manicured is exactly the word Where I would Carrie use. Carrie has, her. again, like, I think Carrie, and I think. Carrie S- has flaws. Carrie has flaws, and, like, Carrie, Samantha, and Miranda, they're girls that you could meet if you went out for a drink. They're approachable, while still being all incredibly beautiful. They're approachable because those three characters have flaws and charlotte her flaws are they're they're not as visible or not as no they're like like psychological or emotional more than anything and she only reveals them to like her best friends the guys she dates they don't see that that, yeah they all think that she's perfect it isn't until she starts dating harry that she allows her neuroses to like i think it's also like this feels stupid but it's something we see in the show like, Carrie will just get a beer. Yeah. And that's kind of sexy. It is kind of sexy because she she doesn't care as much as other women. She's might. not keeping up appearances. She wants to look good and she wants to be cool, but she's not like... Like, Carrie walks around in, like, low-rise jeans and, like, a baby doll crop. She's not always wearing some incredibly chic dress like she she does she doesn't always look completely put together and she doesn't care about that how other people might view that no because the and fact, for that reason there yeah it's how she wears the clothes that makes them cool when i Carrie's, completely relate to this when carrie's wearing like like a like i think she was wearing in spoiler alert guys victoria's going on vacation so we're <laughs> we're doing a couple episodes and in the same day so they kind of bleed together a little bit. But she's wearing, like, Wonder Woman panties. Or, like, boxers. Yeah. And, like, that's... You know what You know what it is? And, like, I think they're different, but I would classify them in a similar way. Or the way they're attractive. What? Cameron Diaz is very beautiful. In a Ugh. supermodel way. You know what I mean? Like, she has, like, the features of a model. Okay. But her characters and the way she handles herself have always been kind of like down to earth guys girl. And I think Carrie does the same thing some ways. I agree. Like, yeah, I get what you mean. Like they could wear the little, the Wonder Woman boy shorts and it's sexy because the like they just feel comfortable. I don't know. I can't explain it. But yeah, I agree with you that Carrie's like an unconventional beauty and in this episode she it's like explicit because like they showed me that cover and i was like bitch she still looks good really oh my I god i it's... thought in the i thought in the cover she did look like shit because she I has mean, the bags under her eyes she's kind of slouched over like they had to try really hard to make her yeah, look bad. she still looks like shit but I, it's in yeah. a way where i'm like i kind of want to be her exactly like it's still <laughs> it's still weirdly aspirational and chic yeah 
Yeah. Like, even is. while looking like shit, holding a cigarette and like being rude about decaf coffee, I'm like, damn, Carrie is just still fucking cool. Yeah. She's still the cool girl at the party. And you know what it is? It's the lack of caring. Yeah, she just doesn't. She's not worried. Or maybe she cares after the fact, but the realization doesn't hit her in the moment. And yeah, so, like, she's very sure, free. She could be, right. Free is exactly the word. Like, she could be surrounded by other women who are, like, a size zero and, like, no, I'm going to have, like, this, um, I'm going to have a vodka soda. Yeah. The most boring people in the world will order a, a vodka soda. And you ask them why, and they're like, it's no calories. It's Which no is so sugar. insane it's to no, me. And for... Like, for me and for Carrie and for a lot of other people, like, I'm going to do what makes me happy. I'm going to get myself a little fucking treat. Right. Fuck the calories for that. And yeah, I I will be ordering something that is sweet and tasty and delicious. Or I'm going to be ordering something that is just good. Like, I'll order a Corona at a bar. Yeah. If I'm in the mood for it. Right. I just like, I I just want to get, I want to hang out with her. I do. I do. Where I don't always want to hang out with Charlotte or Miranda. No. And can I just say something? The fact that <laughs> Samantha only invites Carrie. Yes, the- I I literally made a note of that too. <laughs> I was Is like, that in this episode or the next? It's one? in this one because it's okay. the um, it's the fear she she dates the wee guy. Yeah. So. The fact that she only invited Carrie on that vacation is just so correct and on the nose. I would do the same thing. Some you're like, no matter how close you are with someone, some bitches are not a good time on vacation. Exactly. And they bring the vibe down with their negative energy and their mood. You want to go on vacation with someone who's a down ass bitch. Right. Like you and I, I know if we went on vacation together... It would no, be no problem. No, we would problem. have a blast. There would be not a problem in the world. Like, Tony and We'd I go be... on vacation together, and if anything, I'm the stick in the mud. Oh, my God. Like, I just can't deal with those kinds of people who have an agenda for everything on no. vacation. I like to just... I'm I'm here for wherever the wind takes me. I yeah. don't like to plan everything into no, oblivion. No, it's not fun that way. But also, like, you know those people who are, like, one bad things sets them off in a mood and yeah. it affect, they make it everyone's problem yes or they just continue to complain about it after and it's like just let it go yeah like, it's like okay we missed that bus we'll get the next one or we missed this train or like the the place we wanted to go for brunch is booked out for the next hour and a half like let's just go somewhere else like let's be sp- let's be spur of the moment let's yeah. be spontaneous let's not like make a mountain out of a molehill there's a bunch of other restaurants and there's other there's other things we can do to, like, solve the situation. I think especially with, like, like, something like going to the Hamptons or, like, going like Tony and I just went to Chicago for a couple days. And, like, other than the concert we, we had tickets to see, it was very much like, well, what do you want to do today? Like, what's, what's yeah, the mood for? Yeah, wake up and go. Do you want to walk around go. all day? Do you want to go to a museum? Do we want to go see, like, a show? Like, what are we... What are we in the mood for? Exactly. And then let's go from there and we'll kind of fly by the seat of our pants that's and, how Bernie and I are on vacation too. Yeah. Like when we, I think of like when we've gone to like San Francisco and San Diego, both of those trips, we were just kind of like, there's a few things that we really want to do. Like yeah. we want to see the Golden Gate Bridge. We yeah. want to go to Balboa Park. Like, okay, sure. But for everything else, it was pretty much just like, do you want to walk down this street for like 30 minutes Literally. and see where we end up? And Tony and I are the same way where it's like every time we've gone to New York together or when we went to Chicago... It was really just like, okay, well, we'll figure something out. Like, we have these big plans. 
Like, we have a show this night. Every other time, though. But, I mean, I think we're also dwelling on this because both of us have vacation on the brain. I know, but it just stands out because <laughs> we were true. talking about how, like... The cool girls women... are going away together. Yeah, the cool girls are going the away cool, together. The cool, easy breezy girls are going away together. The two high maintenance girlies are not invited. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> and it's like, it's, I get it. I, if I was Samantha, I would have done the same thing. Because it's like, she knows Carrie's just going to be there to have a good time. She was spot on with that. She's not going to have to worry about Carrie or like, hinder her plans for Carrie. Or, or like babysit her or modify her own plans. That's another thing. I can't stand when you're on vacation with someone and they make you feel bad for going your separate way. Yeah. Like, oh my God. For, that always happens in like a group vacation. Yeah. And I've been on a few of them like that where it's like. Or like a family vacation. Yeah. It's a, just like they, of course, like we're there to spend time together and like we went together. So that's the reason why yeah. it's fun to spend time together. But, like, if I'm also there with my partner and we want to do something and you all don't want to do it or we just want some alone time, like, nobody should feel bad for that. Yeah, it's like, it's not that serious. Yeah. We all paid the same amount to be here. We all should get to enjoy stuff that we actually want to do. Egg fucking exactly. But. Okay. Moving on. Um, is it just me or did we also discuss an episode of Gilmore Girls with a really similar title? They shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Was that is that a quote from something? And I'm just like, I missed the memo. They shoot horses, don't they? Is a novel and then film adaptation of said novel. Oh, okay. So that's where it comes from. It's like a Jane Fonda's in it. Oh my god. Oh, I've, okay. I've never heard of or seen this movie. I just know it from Gilmore Girls and Sex in the City. Me too. Oh, Sydney Pollack directed this movie. Oh. What is it about? Yeah. What is it about? Um. Uh, is a homeless man who recalls the events leading to an unstated crime. It's like de- a depression era movie. Oh, God. I'm nope. not interested. Um, but yeah. it gave us two iconic episode titles. True. And I... Oh, my God. What? We have breaking... Not breaking anymore. Breaking news about And Just Like That. Oh my god, how have you forgot to talk talk about about that? Okay, bitch, no. Oh my god, I literally, like, had to call my mom about it. I, I literally texted my family group chat all in text, like, on fire. Somebody text me back right now. What did I text you? You texted me an audio. Because I broke it to you. You, you texted me an audio, and it was, you were like. (laughs) It was like, respond to, check your text right now. You were like, you better text me back as soon as I text you about this. And I was like, oh my God, what is this about to be? And then you texted me a screenshot or a tweet of the announcement of the fact that Kim Cattrall is coming back as Samantha Jones. And fucking, what's a, a P- Patty Fields is back. Yes. Patricia Patty Fields, Fields came back just to dress Samantha. I have a feeling that Kim Cattrall was like, I won't do it unless she's involved because I don't want to be dressed by any other. No, she ass. knows. She knows some she's of the. She's probably looks. been watching it. She knows and it just like, like that <laughs> was kind of booger boots with the clothes. Ah, uh, exactly. I, I, I know that bitch has ooh, read the articles and has ooh. been seeing the tweets about how badly dressed everyone was and was like, I'm not coming back unless she's involved. <laughs> and also, they're still like good, good friends. Yes. I was like, I'm gonna bring my girl along. And like, look. I am an unjust like that defender. 
Me too. I like it. I enjoy it. I'm excited to watch season two. I was excited to watch season two no matter what. This, her being in one scene, and it's a phone call. Oh my god. I'm gagged. Gagged, gagged, gagged. I'm so fucking excited. Nothing has made me happier than her, her like, seeing Samantha on my screen again is going to be, like, a miracle. It is literally a miracle for me. It's a miracle. I just can't even get over it. I texted my mom and she was like, there's no way. My mom said the same thing. My mom was fucking gagged. Wait, I need to look at the text in my family group chat because my mom literally freaked out. I said, this killed me. I cannot believe it. I truly cannot believe it. Somebody text me back. This is major news. My mom goes, no way. I knew she would with like six exclamation points. She goes, yay, with 20 Ys and four exclamation points. I'm so, I just like, I was like, I can't believe it. I'm freaking out at work. She goes, me too. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. I just want to say. What? Every time we talk about a show. Something crazy happens. Something fucking crazy happens. We fucking manifested this and nobody else better be saying that or claiming that because we we literally, we literally have a way with this podcast. It's kind of of spooky. It is spooky. Like we talked about Glee and then there was the Glee, um, um, the the Glee documentary. Yeah. Fucking Grey's Anatomy was like season 20 and I, what was it? Fucking. Ellen Pompeo announced it was her last season. Yes. Gilmore Girls. Well, I don't think anything happened there. Um, There's not much to happen. I'm sure something might have. But it's something just might like, have that we're not it's just a little weird. It is very freaky and eerie. I'm and so really happy weird. though. I'm so, and like, you know what? I'll take crumbs. And you know what though? I have a feel. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. I really, truly have a feeling this is going to be like another Laurel Holloman, the L word. Laurel said for the life of her a million different ways, a million different times that she was not going to be coming back for the L word. <laughs> like, she was just like, I'm a painter now. Like, it's just not going to happen. I like her paintings. Okay? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm, it's like, that was a phase in my life. I'm over it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So what happens? Gen Q gets announced. Cool. I was sad and bummed out. I'm like, who, so who the hell is Bet going to be with? Of course, they made Bet and Tina divorce. Yeah. Then, on like the second to last episode, Tina shows up on her doorstep. Fucked up. And I screamed so fucking loud. But then I was like, <laughs> oh, it's just going to be this, these short little cameos. She's not yeah. going to be like. Which is like, you know, at, a, at that point when you're not expecting anything, it's better than nothing. <laughs> right. But then. She was on the second and third seasons and Bet and Tina ended up together. So It's also just like so gaggy because like reading the articles about Samantha coming back, it's like she filmed her scene alone. She didn't speak to Sarah Jessica or Michael Patrick King. It's a phone call between her, a once a phone call between her and Carrie. Like she has not she has fucking beef with these girls. She I, I want to know what was her... Uh, they either paid her a hefty what? coin for I it. I saw a tweet that said, oh, HBO Max had to rebrand as just Max because they sold HBO to pay for this. Oh my God. Like, the fucking... The, the check must be insane. And if... And that might not even be the whole thing. There might be something else that we don't even know as to, like, her motivations for I doing this. just... If it's not the check. And then she posted the article on Instagram and she said, happy pride. Happy pride. She did it for the gays, honey. She is so. Mother. For uh, that. She is so iconic. She really is. Oh, my God. 
I could go on and on about this. I'm just so happy. I can't, I can't get over it. I'm just, I'm genuinely so excited. It makes me so happy. <sighs> I, I kind of, I'm like kind of nervous to know what her scene is though. Yeah. I cannot wait to see it. Like I'm a little nervous about it. I, yeah, like, I'm nervous, but I'm optimistic. Okay. It's good that you're optimistic. I'm feeling a little bit more pessimistic about it. Like, I, just I feel, feel like, like it's going to be a fight. I, I feel like it's going to be a fight. And you know what? I think I'm fine with that. I think if they're going to end, if they're, if they're truly going to end Carrie and Samantha's friendship, which I don't want, but if they're really going to have like a breakup, I want to see it happen. I don't want this offsides, no, like, I don't want it to be, like, off-camera, in-between-seasons bullshit. If they're gonna do it, I need the, I need to see it. Right, like, I think that's only fair. involved in that. Yeah, we've all witnessed the relationship. We need to, if it's gonna end, we deserve to be. And committed. you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that it isn't that, because I think they handled it as best they could, leaving a door open for her in the first season. So I'm hoping this is just an extension of that kind of like a payoff. Like hmm. we've, we didn't treat her badly. There was Carrie and her had beef, but at the end they made up. And Carrie like really wanted to still be friends with her. Yeah. But Samantha wasn't the one calling back or so answering So I'm hoping that the way it ro- like shakes out is that Samantha reaches out like she did in the finale, like of and just like that. I feel like, you know, what's going to happen it's going to be Carrie calling her, calling her, calling her, being like, I really need your advice, blah, blah, blah. All about Aiden. Yeah. And then on the like very last episode or some shit like that, Aiden's going to like pop the question or something crazy. Something crazy something is going to happen. happen between Carrie and Aiden probably. And Carrie and Samantha is going to finally call her back. And it's just going to be Samantha answering the phone and being like, Hello. <laughs> and that's like all it's gonna because be because they meet up at the end of season one right so they're not on bad terms right now no so i'm just like with aiden coming back miranda in la for what i'm assuming is not a lot of the series the season my guess is that by episode three miranda's gonna be back in new york broken up with che uh. from watching the trailer so i think it's gonna be like it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild season I really can't wait. I'm what, so excited. It, it premieres in like two weeks. You know what's crazy? I'm going to be in Italy with my entire family when that airs. And my, my family has already agreed to watch it while we're there. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So we're literally going to be like in Sicily on the Airbnb couch. Like That's popping open. That's some real fucking family right there. Popping open some wine. And it's going to be me and my mom and my aunt and Bernie probably if she wants to watch it. But she doesn't even watch it. So I don't know if she'll be in... She might go down to the she might go down to the beach with my aunt and uncle or some shit. Like I love it's probably that. gonna be like my mom, my grandma, my aunt and me, like all on the couch watching it. Oh my god. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Anyway, I'm just so excited. Me too. Alright, let's jump into the rest of this episode. So, first of all, we need to start with the fact that they are all single and out on the town for a night together. And they all look hot. They all look hot, especially Carrie in those pink pants. Yeah. I need a pair of pants like that. They all just looks like they're having so much fun. Yeah, they are. Like, they're twirling around, they're dancing, they're doing tequila shots, and Samantha gets hit on by this guy at the bar, and she's just like, no, sorry, it's just us ladies tonight, and she's so real for that. Like, yeah. I love her for that. 
And Miranda's like surprised, and Samantha makes it makes a comment, "What? I'm not that kind of girl." She goes, "What? You really think I'm that kind of girl?" And it's like, "No, actually, I, I, I. This makes complete sense to me." Yeah, she loves like she's a whore, but Miranda's she loves just her being friends. bitchy. Yeah, Miranda's yeah. just a bitch. But that's why we um, again. That's why we love her. So then Carrie, like, doesn't leave until four in the morning, even though she tells them, hey, I have this important photo shoot tomorrow. I really can't stay out late. They're like, please stay. And she's like, you know what? Fuck it. And she stays out until, like, 4 a.m. and walks home. Which is so real. And the fur coat with the pants is just iconic. Fur Fur coat and, like, a pair of, like, nice pants is so chic. It really is. And she is very... She looks very good right now. For somebody yeah. who's just rallied and stayed up all night with her friends, like, why couldn't she have just kept the furred coat on and gone to the shoot like this? I don't know. I don't even why get she why she just... went to her fucking apartment. That's the thing. I'm like, why didn't she just, like, And, like, why to... didn't she put the fur coat back on instead of that ugly-ass poncho? Oh I, God, this bitch makes poncho. no sense. <laughs> the poncho, I, like, I screamed. Oh, like, very ugly. Very, very ugly Very ugly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then she shows up at the photo shoot, and what's-his-face's boyfriend is so cunty. So rude. He is very rude and aggressive. Stanford. Like, what do you see in this guy? Don't let him speak to her like that. That's your friend. That's literally your friend. Why aren't you standing up for her? Um, Then the photographer is also very cunty. She's like... Carrie's like, do you mind if I smoke? And she's like, I don't care if you shoot up. It is crazy how they, like, how they talk Aggr- in this episode. <laughs> fucking aggressive. Everyone relax. Crazy. Relax, everybody, please. I kind of like it, though. It's very New York. It's very New York. It's very new, no nonsense. Also, Carrie was fucking an hour late. Yeah, I would be pissed at her, too. Well, actually, can I say something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, okay. I am the kind of person that likes to be five minutes early. Me too. For like, for everything. Me too. But I have a lot of friends and relatives that are chronically late. And I was raised by my mother who is chronic. Like people Hmm. tell her that an event starts two hours before it does. So she'll get there an hour late. That is crazy to me. She is so late for everything. She just can't help it. That's just the way she is. And I've grown to actually... I find it kind of endearing. <laughs> I, like because like, I don't so, have to deal with it, I also find it very endearing in your mother. It's like, oh my God, there, it's like the bumbling, like, late aunt who's like running in with like a salad a and cake. a bottle of wine. She's like, I'm so sorry, I'm late. Blah, 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 blah. And everyone's like, it's fine. Yeah, it's, fine. it's expected. Like, we're just glad you're here. See, and, I like, did not grow up with that. Oh my god. I grew up with I'm uh, I'm happy for you to not grow I, up like well, that. Well, the thing is I grew up with the exact opposite. Oh. My dad is like militant about being on time. Oh, really? But not even being early, like being on time. He wants to get there at five. Yes, like right he, at five. Like it's so I'm very much uh I I want to be there. I want to give myself five minutes of uh cushion time. Cushion. If I run, if I'm I running late, if the if I'm like run like the traffic's not on my side, like especially being For me, a I'm pedestrian. I'm paranoid about parking. I'm always paranoid about parking. I'm like, what is totally. the parking situation? I'm going in blind. Like if I need to park around the block, I got to give myself like an extra couple minutes to walk there. Like and grow and like living in cities. Like when I lived in Philly, it's like okay, well, 
I may I have to be here at this time, but the train comes at at these intervals, and the trains are not always consistent. So I need to give myself an extra cushion. Right. So like, say I I have thirty minutes to get there, like reasonably, I'm giving myself forty five. Yeah. No, so I completely agree. I operate that way. I will say, <laughs> the first time I got like mad at Tony, was because oh we were late. Some uh to uh we were almost missed our a train. Oh my goodness, really? And I was infuriated. <laughs> like I I like I was running th- through Penn Station to catch a train. And I was I, mortified. I feel like there was one time that Bernie and I went through something similar where it was like we had like a reservation or something like that that was really hard to get. And I was like I kept telling her, we need to leave the house. We should have left the house like 10 minutes. Okay, now we should have left the house 15 minutes ago. Like, we really need to get going. Because, like, Bernie is the kind of person who, like, she sometimes gives... She gives herself just enough time. But if one single thing goes wrong or, like... It's over. Something takes longer than it needed to. Like, sometimes she'll get carried away with her face routine. And she'll spend way too long in front of the mirror. And I'm like, baby, you don't understand, like... You should have taken a shower an hour ago. Why are you yeah. still getting ready? Like, I'm sitting here ready to go. Especially like, me. As a Libra, I'm ready before you. That means we are late. Exactly. Especially I'm the low maintenance partner. I don't have hair. I don't have, like, all I do is, like, like I don't have an extensive routine uh-huh. to get ready. I shower. I put some moisture. I cleanse my face. I put some moisturizer on. Yeah. I don't have hair. I my beard is takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. So when I'm like, like I'm like, okay, you shower first. So then, yeah, because you're gonna take the longest, yes. and I'm gonna not take very long. So while I'm showering, you should be getting ready. Yeah, it's like we there's a way to combat this. There is. It's just sometimes it's like so. It's not easy. It's not in our control. No. But yeah, I I <laughs> that I, I was a little pissy mm-hmm. on the train with Tony for about an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was I a can picture that. I can kind but of. But it was fine. It. We made the train and everything. But yeah, I am like, as someone who was not late, and if I am late, I'm mortified. I would I would have literally just like been like, oh, I can't make it. I'm sick. <laughs> like that. You would have canceled. I would have been like, they're not. I'm not showing up. Why didn't she look in the mirror before she went there? Well, I also thought she, like, because her hair doesn't look bad. She thought that she was going to get makeup done, and I thought she was too. But also, like, why would she leave the shoot without questioning it if that didn't happen? Do you get what I'm asking? Yeah. Like, it sort of, she mentions it to the photographer. Well, the thing is, is there going to be time for makeup? And the the lady says yes. Well, maybe they did, because what what she was doing was taking photos for, like, lighting tests and shit like that. Right. So maybe, like, they took those photos, they did the hair and makeup and all that stuff that we don't see because we don't need to. And then once they get all the photos back and they're going with the whole article, then they decide to use the ones because it helps their article if she looks like shit. Mm, Right. Okay, that makes more sense. That's my assumption is that they still did a hair and makeup because Carrie Mm -hmm. was still under the assumption that, like, she thought it was going to be fine. Yeah, she she. I think she would have been more alarmed and more ex- expecting if they were like, oh, no, that's it. We got it. 
Right, like I think she would have probably brought it up. Yes. That's, I guess that's why it didn't make sense to me because like we didn't see a scene where she did bring it up. So I was like, oh my God, like. Yeah. I think if they hadn't done any hair and makeup, she would have been like, what the fuck? <laughs> so my guess is she kind of got duped, which is why she's even yeah. more upset. Yeah, that makes sense. Too, which again, like that, I would be upset too if I was in her position. Me too. It was really fucked up of them to trick her. Yeah, but also like if I'm fucked up, if I look fucked up and you hand me decaf coffee, I'm pissed off. Me too. What well, the fuck? Who, who is this helping? Who the hell even drinks decaf and A why? A lot of fucking old people. Why? They just like the taste of coffee? I, literally, believe me, I don't know. I'm selling a lot of decaf coffee to people every day. Really? Yeah, they're crazy. They love their decaf coffees. But it's like, Carrie's a young lady. She looks like shit. Give her some fucking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's common sense. That's common sense. Yeah, that's just respect. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Carrie, Charlotte, and Miranda are all running in Central Park. And Carrie's nipples are showing. Uh, the first thing I, the first note I have is Carrie's nipples. Me too. And her little leggings. She looks great. She looks really cute. Second of all, she's like, okay, let's take a break because I need a cigarette. <laughs> so <laughs> they literally stop exercising so that Carrie can light one up. And Miranda sees this guy that she apparently used to fake orgasms with. Yeah, he runs. He's running by, by them. Her. Yeah. And then runs with them backwards a little bit. And then they take their break. And they're like, okay, spill. He's cute. Yeah, and Miranda's like, yeah, he's cute, but I used to fake with him, so, like, I don't know. And they're all like, what? What's the... Well, first of all, actually, Carrie is the one who's like, why would you fake? That's fucked up. Yeah. And Charlotte is the one who's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, if you really like the guy, then faking is fine. I'm going to be honest. I've got no personal experience here. Okay, good. So, you haven't faked. I've never faked. It's also like harder to fake in my situation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like it doesn't. And I also think, and this might be wrong. So people just let us know if we're wrong. Yeah, please. But I feel like in queer relationships, there's um, there's more openness to feedback. There's a more, yeah. Yes. Like to me, orgasms are all about communication tell like me 99 percent of the time if somebody isn't coming it's because they uh, okay here's my philosophy you have to own your orgasm if yeah. you want an orgasm and the person that's trying to give it to you doesn't know like isn't getting your it. ass from your elbow like they're not getting it it's up to you to communicate the person's not a fucking yes. mind reader you need so to like take you need to like take charge you should not be assu- like assuming that this person's just going to magically be able to give you an orgasm. That is so fucked You shouldn't up. be on the sidelines of your sexual pleasure. Yeah. Speak for what you want. Say what you want. Say what you need. 100% agree. Obviously, there are like hundreds of other reasons why like you can't come. Sometimes you just can't. Right. No. And this is not talking about situations no. like that. I'm just talking about moments like this where somebody feels like, obligated to fake it. But yeah. then Miranda feels annoyed when the guy isn't making her come yes so it's like you can't be mad at him but then she's like well first she's annoyed with him and she fakes it but then she realizes okay this guy's never gonna get better unless i talk to him and she's like look you don't know what you're doing and i'm gonna teach you which i thought was great which is such a good lesson and then i mean at the end obviously we see (laughs) 
she fakes it again because the guy still can't. He's not taking just direction. So that is totally his fault. And like it makes sense that she's annoyed and with him, I guess. And also, some people just don't come from penetration. Right. Like if he ate her out and like went to town, I'm sure maybe like maybe we could get there. Some people just penetration isn't what works for them in an orgasm way. And it kind of seems like she tried to tell him that and he didn't like, yeah. listen or something. But you know what? She know. tried and he seemed to try. So I respect. I, I respect the attempt. I respect but the, I, the, the unit. I don't think that she should have faked it. No, I don't think she should have either. Okay. But moments like this, to me, it totally makes sense that Miranda ended up gay. She's just frustrated with men and isn't getting what she wants. Yeah. Like, it completely makes sense. She and might have gotten it And when she does get times, what she wants like, sexually, she's like, oh, I'm in love with them. Yeah. Um, okay. Then Carrie goes and gets herself a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, she does. And she sees the cover of the magazine. It's and so she- good. I want a fucking big ass print of it. She does kind of look like shit. She looks I like, like shit. It. I do like I it. I like it. I love that she, she looks like shit. She should have owned it. I think she should have owned it more. I think so too. I think she should have. I think. I mean, I do <laughs> like that she makes jokes about it. Right. But there's there is a slight humiliation to it. Yeah. Which I could. Sorry, I yawned. No, you're um, fine. Which I completely get. Yeah, it's embarrassing, especially bitch. It's on the New Yorker. Like, like, it's not some podunk fucking rag. Right. Like, that's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. Um, So that's why she freaks out. But then she realizes towards the end of the episode that, like, whatever. She's not going to let anyone stop her from being who she wants to be. Yes. I think she's like, I'm not going to let the magazine cover or my friends or the Surgeon General stop me from being who I am. Is the quote that she Which uses. Which is so funny. Um, so she goes out to lunch with her besties after seeing the magazine cover. And she's like, I got duped. She I did. I got tricked. She said, and they're all and like, fab- she said it was single and fabulous exclamation point. And she's like, that question mark is hostile. <laughs> it's so funny. Punctuation can be hostile. It's very important. It is. She understands that. She's a writer. The fact that this was enough to get make her want to quit smoking. Yeah. And then Charlotte says funny. fuck. Charlotte says fuck probably for the first time. I don't remember her Yeah, I can't remember her. She, I mean, she doesn't even say anal when she, they talk about her being up the buck girl. Right. So, like, she's she says fuck. And then Carrie says, Charlotte said fuck. <laughs> and then we get a fuck them exclamation point. Right. They're all just talking about how fucked up it is that Carrie got tricked and they're trying to take her side. Okay, so then we cut to Charlotte and she has this boyfriend who's like really good at fixing her house up and shit. He's sexy. He kind of looks like Bob Odenkirk mixed with David Sutcliffe. You are a genius. That is so true. That is such a good like call out. Or, like, amalgamation. Because <laughs> I looked at him and I'm like, wait, from that angle, he looks like Bob Odenkirk, really young Bob Odenkirk. But then I was like, wait. And the, when he turns to the side, like, his side profile was giving David Sutcliffe. Yeah, no, you're so right for that. Um, So Charlotte's, like, gorgeous here. She has a button nose and she just literally looks incredible. Like, Yeah, she looks so stunning. 
She's the girlfriend every man pictures when they're like 14. And they're like, I'm going to have a wife someday. Yeah. She just looks like, uh, like. She looks like a wife. She looks like she's modeling in a catalog. Right, a catalog wife is exactly how I would describe it. And she's very sexy. All the guy, I most of the guys in this episode are very sexy. Um, yeah, the guy. Well, I I think um, Samantha's guy was the least attractive to me. I agree. I think Miranda's guy is the sexiest visually. Yeah, I agree. And then Charlotte and Charlotte then Samantha. And then Samantha. Oh, Wait, well, we're forgetting oh about Carrie. God, we'll get there. <laughs> Because it fucking, it, I, we'll get there. I was like, fuck. I know something about you. I think I know something about you. I think you like guys with long hair. I, I, well, when Tony and I first started talking, I liked uh, their mullet. I think long hair is very sexy. I think you, I think you have a thing for long hair. You have to pull it off well, though. I think that's the really. Not everyone can pull it off. That's the thing. I think it's really sexy when a guy can pull off long hair. Right. Because it is so difficult. But yeah. we'll get to fucking... Cause That's a good We'll get to him because I was drooling. Okay, let's move on. So the crazy part is in the very next scene, Charlotte and Carrie are hanging out. And Carrie looks gorgeous. Even though she's in like the exact same Stunning. outfit she was wearing during the fucking photo shoot. Well, hopefully this time she had some rest. Yeah, I mean... I just, it's crazy to me. She looks gorgeous. Um, and then, wait, they're out to lunch, right? No, they're meeting the, the Carrie's over Charlotte's apartment. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And she's like blowing, she's blowing a bubble on, on Charlotte's bed. She's like chewing gum because she's trying to quit smoking. And she meets Charlotte's boyfriend. And she's like. Charlotte's explaining the whole thing and it's basically like well he fixes stuff and he's nice and he's caring and I look past the almost 40 uh, out of work actor thing and Carrie's like you can't build a relationship on the fact that he can what does she say <laughs> like fix your like, stuff fix basically. your stuff yeah like and fix your house up Charlotte just goes can't you and it's like I think Charlotte's love language might be acts of service. Yes. She gets into like a similar situation like. 100% I agree. In future episodes. Yeah. I think it's just like the way Charlotte works is so traditional. Right. Where like when a guy is showing her verbal. Like showing his affection verbally. It's not as concrete. We're like, oh, he, he takes care of me. Mm-hmm. He's making sure I'm taken care of by like making sure my VCR is set up correctly, rewiring my lamp, doing stuff that I can't do physically or I don't have the skills to. And also like the sexual aspect, like with her and Trey. Yeah. Like, like she needs to be, she needs to feel physically taken care of. Yeah. So I think it makes sense that she kind of confuses that for love, love or attraction with this guy. And again, even though he's very sexy and very charming, that's not all it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I am very interested in their kind of storyline of how it ends up with the double faking. Agreed. It's very I th- cute. I thought that was a cute like ending. To and that. it's not sad, which is nice. No, it's not. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so then they go out to lunch, and um, Miranda's, like, talking about how the guy still is, like, not able to figure it out. Yeah. She's like, it's my clitoris, not the sphinx. It's so funny. <laughs> Miranda is good in this episode. Miranda's good in this episode, and Samantha's like, oh, if I had a son, I would teach him all about the vagina. And Carrie's like, if you had a son, we'd call social service. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucked up because I would love Samantha as a mother. I think she'd be a good mom. I think she would be I too. think she'd be a weird mom. She'd be very liberated. But she would mom. like, I think her son would have a lot of respect for women. She would be very open yeah. with her children. Like, what, son, daughter, whoever. Yeah, I think she would, very... I think they would be very well educated and be very, I don't think they would have a lot of, like, baggage. Agreed. Um, okay, and then, Miranda, this is the part that annoyed me about Miranda. She goes, how can he really think that's all it takes about the guy? Right? And Carrie screams, because you're faking it. Exactly. Like, literally. I, I literally find it so annoying. Miranda, like, advocate Carrie's for right. yourself. Carrie is absolutely right. She has no right to get annoyed with this guy. Like, I get it. It's frustrating. You want to have an orgasm. He's not getting it. But, like, what have you done to fix this situation? How have you, like, tried to step up and, like, change that for yourself? You haven't. You're just being very passive. Miranda is the most passive person on the fucking planet. Yeah. I find her to be very annoying. The more episodes we've been watching, the more I realize just how much I don't like Miranda. Yeah, she rubs me the wrong way the most. I hate when people are like that. Just say what you want. Talk about what you need. Like, stand yes. up for yourself. Have a backbone. You, don't be such a pushover. Like, that type of person is such a pushover. And then in the same breath, it's like, why doesn't anyone know what I want? Right, she or does like that trying with to make other people too. feel bad for them. Yeah. She does that, like, well, I think it was last week when she was getting mad at Carrie for talking about Big and all this type of shit. And it's like, well, if you express to them that you're upset with your life and you're just, like, projecting, they would be a lot more understanding. But you're kind of just being a bitch to your friends. Mm-hmm. And they have no idea why, because they're not mind readers. Just like, this guy isn't a mind reader. Like, if you... Want to change your life? Say something about it. Don't yeah. just sit there and just accept what's coming to you. It's like, it's not how it works. Especially when even fucking Charlotte is like pretty forward with what she wants. Mm-hmm. In a way that's annoying sometimes. Yeah. But like, she tells Trey like, I need you to fuck me. Right. Like more or less. Literally. It's not that hard. It might be an uncomfortable conversation. Charlotte might feel weird about it, but at the same time, she does it anyway because she wants the relationship to improve and she knows that she's going to end up continuing to resent Trey if she doesn't say something. Yes, and like she vocalizes her needs. Samantha does it all the time. Carrie does it all the time. Miranda is such a Capricorn. Like they don't say anything until it's the very last second and they like explode like a rice cooker. Like they hold it all in until the very last second until it's like, unbearable and then that's when it all comes flying out and it's like too little too late or it's like the worst possible moment and everybody else has already moved on or like the other person's like why is this coming out now and not like three dates ago like yeah. when we first had sex and you faked it like she's faked it so many times and literally when she finally tells the truth the guy's like well what changed like you came the past three times yeah it's like of course he's confused 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I find her annoying. Yeah, but I want better for her. Me too. And then, so Samantha's dating this guy who says we a lot. Like, he talks about how they are going to go on a vacation and they are going to do this and they are going to do that. And she kind of likes it. And he says that they're going to go on vacation to the Hamptons. And the first thing she does is call Carrie. And she's like, guess who's going on vacation um, to the Hamptons? And she's Me. like, oh. Yeah. And Slash then, we. And Carrie's like, wow, he's a we guy. And she's like, yes. <laughs> and she's like, that's a, she's like, a, she's fine with it. Yeah, she is fine with it. She's like, and, whatever. Right. And... Carrie's like, okay, well, isn't it a little early in the relationship? And she's like, well, the particular we that I was talking about was me and you, actually, about going to vacation. Because she wants Carrie to come with her. And A, a very real bitch real. right there. Real, real bitch right there. There's just no way I would bring Miranda and Charlotte. They bring down the mood, and they're both very uptight. Yeah. And I just like that she's like, no, Bestie, we're going, duh. Duh, like, I'm, I only said yes to him so I could bring you, obvi. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then we, I think we cut back to Miranda, right? Yeah, and it's Miranda showing the guy, like, hey, I've never come, let's get, let's get to work. And he puts and on his glasses and he's like, okay. Faking orgasms is, like, just such a slippery slope. You do it once and then you have to keep doing it forever, or... You risk having to backtrack and be like, actually, I've been faking it this whole time. Just don't do it. It's like a zero. It's a no win game. And it also feels very dated media wise. Like it's not, I don't feel like it's a punchline we see very often anymore. I know, but. You know, which is, I mean, a good thing probably, but. I just hope it's not still happening. If anybody out there is listening, just communicate with your partner. I know it might seem scary or awkward to tell somebody that they're doing it wrong, but I guarantee you 150,000%. If you're out there they, faking orgasms, you deserve like financial compensation. You deserve better. And I think your partner would probably agree. I think you're, yeah, I think you, your partner wants to make you feel good. If you don't tell them that what they're doing isn't working and they're not going to, they're going to resent you. You know, you're going to resent them because everyone's going to resent each other. You're going to assume that they don't want you to feel good when really what it is, they don't know that it's not working because you are faking it. Just communicate and advocate for what you need. Which is That's not it. the lesson taught in this episode. Right. Because Miranda, episode, again, fakes in it. a couple scenes, fakes it in the most insane way I've ever seen. And she does it to protect the guy's ego, which yes. felt so icky and not Miranda. Not in her, Yeah, not in line with her. I feel like what we learn about Miranda in season one is not at all true in what we see pretty much for the rest of the show. In season one, I feel like we get a very strong um, second wave feminist. Yeah, she's very lawyerly, independent woman. No nonsense. In the rest of the show, we get a deeply insecure. Yeah. Needy, clingy, bitchy mess of a human. It's so, it is such a, a it is a, I think the, it's the reason it's so noticeable is because of how intense the shift is. It literally is. I, yeah, she just rubs me the wrong way. Same. And I wish, I wish she didn't, but it right. is what it is at a certain point. Right. But, um, and that, so enough of her, her storyline over. She's faking orgasms. It's lame. It's lame. Carrie it's goes out. And meets up with Stanford and his bitchy boyfriend. 
And they have a tartini. They have a tartini, which is like a cranberry margarita. Just cute. Or no, cranberry uh, martini, martini. Which sounds lovely. It sounds delicious. I would order it. And Carrie gets trashed. Carrie is drunk off her ass. Yeah. And she calls um, Stanford's boyfriend Nevin Von Bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> and she Which just is so looks funny. like she's having so much fun and uh, like wants to. She, I think she might be overcompensating a little. Yeah, I think so too. I think she's just really trying to have a good night and like find somebody who finds her beautiful and feel beautiful. And yeah. I think she feels beautiful when she's. A little drunk, getting hit on by a bunch of guys, being a little loose because guys come probably come flocking to her when she acts like that, yeah, right? I so agree. it's definitely a little bit of overcompensation, but I think she looks beautiful and if she's having a good time, I'm happy for her. Although we find out later in the night, like she really is only she realizes what she's doing and she regrets it. One hundred percent. And then Samantha wants, gets stood up. Samantha gets stood up. And it is really sad. It's really, really, really sad because now we know why Samantha hates relationships. Yeah, she's just, like, not treated well. It's, like, the few times that she's let herself be vulnerable like that and, like, let her guard down enough to, like, actually get into these kinds of relationships where the guy is saying we and they're planning vacations and they're doing stuff, like, buying each other jewelry and just, like, these intense relationships that go beyond sex, even a little, she's gotten hurt. Yeah, it's like we see and, that with um, the guy with the small Richard. dick. Richard. We oh, see it with, with Richard. Richard. We see it with this guy. It just doesn't go well, and I feel bad. Poor Samantha. She deserves so much better. I like the the younger guy that she dates, Smith. Remember? Yes. Well, yeah, that's... um. Smith Jarrett, right? Yeah. Yeah, it ends well there. They yeah, end amicably well there. in the movie. I think they had a good relationship. I think so too. And I think it when they do end, it makes sense. It's not really her being neglected or, or, or not. Ne- I mean, she's just getting what she wants, which right. is fine. But yeah, she gets stood up and she cries and she's a little drunk. And the bus boy was so smitten with her. He was like, yeah. if you go home it was, with kind, me, it was then... very sweet. It was. Um, but she tells him no. And then we cut back to Carrie and she's so drunk that she spills an entire drink on this guy's lap. And he's like, oh, and he's like over her and he walks away and she's like, well, fuck you. This is so funny. <laughs> and um, Stanford's like, okay, you little tartini, I think we better get you home because you are wasted. And she's like, no, I'm staying. I want to like hook up with a hot guy. And he's like, everyone here is gay. And she's like, I don't think so. So he leaves and she's sitting there and then who walks in? Fucking Bradley fucking Cooper. His name was Jake. He was everything I was looking for that night. He's so fucking hot in this episode. He looks really attractive. I think it's the greasy hair. It's the greasy hair. It's like the drunk smoker eyes. Like, they make out. He They fall on people. They go for a ride. He's like, do you want to go for a ride in my Porsche? And she says, it's like, fabulous. Oh, God. And they go. And he's like, I got to get some smokes. And he's like. He looks so hot, and he's his eyes are bloodshot. He, lo- oh my god! I was like Bradley Cooper. I don't think has ever looked sexier than this. Right, I think he peaked here. It's so like n- late nineties dirtbag straight guy, like 
Oh my god, he looks so hot, but he does something. He looks like a delinquent. Yeah, he looks like a bad boy, which we see that he is because he does something diabolical. Drives drunk with Carrie in the car. He grabs the what magazine. Do you mean besides that, oh. And he slams it against the window, and he's like, "Is and he's this like, you? is this you?" And she's <laughs> mortified. And then she's like, "She's like, I have to go." And he's like, "No, I'm not letting you leave." And she just crawls off, like steps off the back of his car, and is just like so. You could tell she's so upset, and he's just kind of standing there, and like he's such a dickhead. He literally is. And it's it's crazy. He looks really attractive, though, and it yeah. completely makes sense that Carrie would like gravitate towards him in a bar or like want him in that moment because like he does look like the kind of guy that would like fawn over her. You know what I mean? Yeah, he looks so sexy, and she makes it a point in her inner monologue. She kind of says she's like, if I sleep with this guy after this. This will be the first time in my life that I sleep with a man for validation. Oh, God. And I'm glad that she doesn't do it, but, like, I would understand if she did. Agreed. Like, he's fucking hot. He is. So I I could not blame her. And then we get the very next scene that we get is the very iconic, very screenshotted moment of Carrie sitting alone at a bar. Actually, she's at a restaurant. And Matthew Morrison is her waiter. It's just so it's so crazy every time. Completely random. And he's like, "Are you expecting anyone?" And she's like, "Nope, just me." And she says, "So I sat there and had a glass of wine alone. No books, no man, no friends, no armor, no faking." I love that because you know what? Eating alone in New York, best thing in the world. Eating alone, anyway. I love eating. I a meal love by eating myself. alone. I love going to the movies alone. I love eating alone. But it's just like it's nice to see Carrie doing that at peace with herself here exactly and like not afraid to be herself not afraid to like show her face in public which she literally said she was for a while and she just looks happy she looks healthy she yeah it's it's very nice to see her in a good place like that exactly i love this episode it's so much fucking fun it was a really good one i'm so glad you picked it it was kind of like an under i feel like it's not one that gets talked about as much like i think it's like has an iconic moment or it has iconic moments that get talked about a lot but but the the episode episode overall yeah yeah i agree i love it but yeah it was fun to watch it was uh, very fun to watch and talk about i agree Okay, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. We are actually going to jump over and start recording our next episode. <laughs> we got a double whammy, but you're not going to know that. Yeah, it doesn't matter to you. But... You're listening to them one at a time. But... <laughs> but I think you'll like that one, too. Next week, we're going to be uh, doing one of Victoria's favorites. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. Yes. I think you're going to like it because it's literally one of the best episodes it of all is. time. It was so much fun to watch. Oh, I love that episode. All right. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. He's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.